All right, everybody, welcome. Today we want to speak a little bit about the ROI of social media, so the return on investment. And we'll be speaking uh, today. I've got myself, who's uh, Errol Erdeman, very focused on getting more results for entrepreneurs out of LinkedIn. Uh, and then we have uh, Tristan Griffiths. I'll let you introduce yourself, uh, Tristan. Uh, so I'm Tristan Griffiths. Uh, if you find me on the socials, I'm under the handle everywhere. I'm Tristan G. Um, I'm actually the, the lead person. I'm, uh, my official job title is Chief Inspiration Officer and Digital Jedi at It's Nomad 9 Digital Media Agency. Um, and we work with entrepreneurs uh, businesses of all sizes to help them yeah. really leverage social media. Okay. So this and that's is something how I'm we really, really passionate about connected. And maybe about. we can share later about you know, our journeys a little bit or you know, kind of how we got more connected. But in terms of uh, LinkedIn, that, that seems to be really where this subject has come up from a conversation uh, that came from a post. And as you know, what really the magic happens within LinkedIn, within the comments and the connections that occur through that. And it was a really kind of very engaging uh, conversation that came from a business owner that's been in business for about 20 years. And we're really kind of trying to discuss and define, you know, what the best way to get ROI or return on investment from, you know, from LinkedIn activities, but in, in social media in general. And sort of this uh, conversation uh, came up. Yeah, I, f I found that whole conversation on LinkedIn was was quite interesting from the fact that the, the person said they'd been on uh, social media for quite a long time and and still weren't finding the return on investment, uh, which which to me doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It means that they hadn't quite found the thing that worked for their business. And their main focus was uh, in a B2B world, so business to business, rather than a business to consumer. So be, it was B2B, not B2C, was their primary focus. Um, and so obviously the usage case is slightly different when you're dealing uh, with other businesses sure, rather sure. than and straight to the consumer. Just probably the whole concept of ROI and thinking of you know monetizing the social media uh, efforts of a lot of people is still something that's really kind of misunderstood and probably something that a lot of people would like to learn from a lot of business owners that whether it's B2C or B2B, you know, still are kind of trying to get a, a handle on. And uh, so that's why we kind of thought that this would be a good, uh, good topic, which could go into a lot of areas. Um, so uh, in this case, for the, for the B2B versus B2C, uh, or even just thinking about return on uh, investment, the return on investment, I think that that should probably be a fairly uh, simple concept. Uh, do you think we need to, to share a little bit or talk about return on investment? Um, so I think just, just in case, because obviously we're on a platform where people might just discover this because somebody shared it and obviously the shareability is there. I mean, that's something that we'll lead on to while we talk about this, but the return on investment is just literally, um, it's pretty much exactly what the words say. So it's what am I going to get back for whatever I put in? And that could be financial or that could be the time invested. So it kind of runs down two different strands is the time and effort put in and the financial. And obviously those lend themselves both into organic um, social media and paid social media. There's these whole two realms within there as okay, well. So okay. we can touch on those as well, we, yeah, that, as that we talk about Yeah, that sounds good. It. And I think, you know, this, this topic just really kind of is super interesting as I, as I think back. And I imagine there's probably a lot of people that 
you know, I'm uh, about 38 right now. And I, I still remember when, you know, just the internet really kind of started. Uh, and I remember when Facebook came out and you know, this was right around the time I was, uh, you know, starting college. And I just remember, you know, Facebook coming out, they had some other applications before I remember, you know, hot or not was out and just this whole chatting and, and everything. And people were kind of getting sort of uh, adjusted to the idea of, you know, what it meant to be able to communicate online. Uh, and I remember Facebook coming out and, you know, myself included, I'm sure a lot of other people may be listening, uh, might be thinking, hey, you know, wh- how is Facebook going to make money? And uh, so in this case, as, as it stands now, it's very clear that, yeah. you know, there are major ways that uh, entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, people in general are, are really, you know, monetizing Facebook and there clearly has to be a return on investment. But the question is really, um, you know, what does that look like and how do people actively, you know, I guess, uh, create it? Yeah, I guess I guess the main thing with uh, return on investment is no one ever wants to do something feeling like it was a waste of time, a waste of money, anything like that. So it's it's a really apt question to be asking uh, to, to, to go down that route. Don't just do something because everybody else is doing it find out why it works for you sure. and how to do it to make sure that you're maximizing the opportunities. Um, a really, a really good example of this is, um, a guy that we worked with in Australia. He, um, he had been told that he should be using Snapchat. So during the boom of, of Snapchat as a, as a business tool and application, loads of people had told him he should be on Snapchat. And mm. obviously until you can get that return sure. on investment question answered, you won't invest the time. You know, if you're wise, you won't be investing the time, effort, money. And so I actually need to amend it because it's changed slightly. It was $4,000 per minute ROI from Snapchat. And the whole thing behind that was I had spent Mm -hmm. five minutes, taken two Snapchats and shared three facts that explained in under five minutes why he needed to use Snapchat for his business. Now, he's a business coach. So he's right within that world. He's teaching business to business. So he's teaching other business owners how to do business and how to really fast grow their businesses. Uh, so he does a lot of training and mentoring. And the so he, he signed up before we even left the building we were in. I was at one of his seminars as an attendee. Off the back of that, um, I actually got offered a position within his business to help with his social strategy, which... You know, needless to say, now is actually he's flying on social media um, and he's gone all in on social media. But the Snapchat side of things specifically in the next 10 days, he made eleven thousand dollars of sales just through Snapchat. Um, And then since that, he's in the eight weeks following made it up to sixty three, sixty four thousand dollars. So it was the fact that he hadn't known how to implement it until someone went do this repurpose it like this this type of content and really laid it out in a quite structured format and that's where the time and effort put in becomes worthwhile because you're maximizing it which is obviously what i do is helping people to understand that build this strategy understand with every change every Mm -hmm. algorithm shift every new platform what's the opportunity and that's you know that's really interesting and those are very concrete examples and very specific and it's interesting that you're bringing up snapchat and you know, looking at all these different platforms, even this platform that we're using to create this piece of content, it's a relatively new type of way of creating a podcast. Uh, this is a, 
you know, a new, a new avenue to distribute content. And when you talk about Snapchat or any of these other avenues, uh, really just the idea behind it, I don't really see it as much different than traditional business in that you're getting visibility with people, providing content to them where they're seeing it. You know, before it used to be that you had to put something on a, you know, on a uh, television, you had to put it within a show. Uh, maybe you put up a billboard, maybe you sent out a, a mailer via direct mail, uh, or maybe you organized and you still people still definitely do this. You organize events where people you come and speak, but ultimately you're just getting in front of people where they are. And uh, in this case, there's so many people that are on social and consuming within these different platforms like Snapchat, you know, simply just trying to figure out, okay, how is it that you get in front of them and put your content and create calls to action? Uh, in this case, it seems like, uh, that's sort of what you were able to kind of effectively explain via Snapchat for this uh, for this business owner. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you were talking about there, the difference between kind of the current state of, of media and traditional media, traditional being the likes of, you know, your, your printed magazines, newspapers, television, radio, um, that kind of traditional um, market, marketing uh, side of things sits in my head i always try to break it down for people because i'm dealing with people from all walks of life in my mentoring and i have to break the examples down into real relatable um explanations so that they really get it and obviously i want to do that here for a minute is that whole and this might be a uk specific example so i'll explain what it is um so that traditional media is a little bit like um we have uh, in, in olden days, not so much now, but we used to have like town criers where they would go out in the street with a bell and they would ring the bell and they would make big announcements and hope that people heard them. Obviously, they would only be heard within a certain area um, as they moved around. And that's kind of shouting. And uh, it was all this kind of push marketing, hoping that people would hear and get that message. You know, if you put it in a magazine and someone doesn't pick up the ma that, that magazine, you know, you you're, you have to position yourself to be seen with the new media. So your, your social media side of things, it allows you to amplify what you're doing with a greater ease. So if you compare that in the real world, I say real world, the whole thing is real world. But the real world, as in physical world, it would be like going to networking events and meetups but like at great speed, being able to be at three or four different networkings within minutes rather than within hours of traveling. You can literally have those conversations, be on a video call or on a podcast or uh, those kinds of things where people are, uh, it, it relates directly to how the content goes. So there's con it's much more conversational, but also in how people mm -hmm. are consuming the content. Um, you know, there's a, if I read an, uh, an advert in a magazine, there's a massive emphasis on me as a consumer or as a, as a, the person being advertised to, to go and take the next step and to go to a website or go to a shop or something like that with digital and the, and the new media, it's direct. Like I can click a button and get the result. I can follow that person. I can download that ebook. It's instant. So it's that accessibility to what you're offering is right there for the consumer. And like I said, you can amplify it and you can be across all these different platforms so quickly. Um, and it's about the positioning. It's the same as it used to be, traditional media, you know, like a really good American example is obviously Super Bowl, most watched thing on TV. Um, but 
the really good example actually super bowl is the fantastic example of this of roi on so on uh, on social media versus traditional media is there was a, i don't know if you've seen this campaign um but i'll run through it anyway is um i think it was i forget which company i think it was volvo um ran a social campaign and chose not to advertise whilst all of the other car companies were advertising in the middle of the super bowl and what they did was they ran a social campaign in the lead up to it that basically said every time you see a car during the super bowl ads you can win a car because the cost of a super bowl ad is you know we're talking in the millions to give away a car every time your competition go live is a lot cheaper like which you know even at retail it's still going to be cheaper to give away a car every single time and so they said all you have to do is post a message use this hashtag and tag your friend that you would want to win one as well so they were giving away two cars every time their competition was live on tv so their competition was paying millions to be on traditional media push broadcast whilst they realized that people actually in the adverts they're aware that there's an advert on, they're aware it's a car advert, but they're not really paying attention because they're looking at their phones. And because they're looking at their phones, they were like, we're going to leverage their advertising, their millions of dollars of advertising to make everyone look at our brand and socially amplify our brand. So they got this massive viral campaign online and they spiked like four, five, six times throughout the Super Bowl, whereas each of the other car manufacturers might have got that one hit, but it cost them, you know, 10 to 100 times as much money and they got less of an impact than the social media campaign that ran against it so there's a really good roi example of how you'd leverage it once you understand wow it. well that you know what tristan that is an amazing uh i really appreciate you sharing that uh that example and that's really specific um i really want to uh carry on with this conversation and I think there's more we can go into with this story uh, via the, you know, getting specific with the conversation that happened in LinkedIn. And I think people might benefit from understanding uh, a little bit more about our backgrounds uh, and how we've gotten to this point and talk a little bit yeah. more about really some of the specifics of how to increase the return on investment um, here. I do need to, uh, to, uh, to log on off here at the moment, but I'd love to continue this. Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely do a follow-up here. Um, I'm actually currently in the middle of posting a, a post out to LinkedIn about us being live here as well. So feel free to drop the link to this when you finish it up uh, directly under that post. Yeah, as well. and I look forward to carrying on the conversation. Sorry, I'm here with my kids here. Uh, so what we'll do too, I'll, I'll post a link uh, to the post that got that traction. And that might be a good resource for people as well. Yeah, I'm going to put it in that post 